Welcome to the Venture Sprout Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Mollis, Vice President of Vizient's Member Back Ventures. And today I have with me Sarah Crate, Chief Commercial Officer of Dispatch Health, and Dr. Tanvir Guyby, Division Chief of Emergency Medicine at Anova Health, as well as Michelle Vasallo, Vice President of Nursing and the Clinical Platforms Service Line at Anova Health. It's good to have you all on our podcast today. So what are patients saying about Dispatch Health? I'll start with Dr. Gabi and Michelle. If you can share a little bit of your perspective on that, and then we'll go back over to Sarah and, and see what she's seeing across the country. Our patients are pretty happy with Dispatch Health. I think the providers that they have in this area, they've been great. We haven't received any complaints. Obviously, we're very sensitive if we were to get any complaints. And to date, we have not had any. I think that, like Michelle alluded to earlier, if you think about it from an elderly patient standpoint or social determinants of health, as a patient, for example, I took my mom to the doctor yesterday. I had to take her to the doctor, then drive her to get her labs drawn. And so now if you think about it, somebody comes one-stop shop to the home where they get their labs drawn. And like as Michelle talked about, you get the result right away, and then the provider can explain that to you. I think that makes a lot of sense. Our patients have been really, really happy with it. The skill level of the people who are employed by Dispatch Health have been top-notch. And this population in Northern Virginia, they kind of demand it as well. It's it's a microcosm of the country, but it's a population that's really highly well-educated and expect those things. And the beauty of Northern Virginia, especially the Nova healthcare system, is we serve between two counties, one city, between Loudoun County, Fairfax County, and Alexander City. And then we have outreach into some of the other counties. I think we serve a broad array of patients, different demographics, different ages. And to date, the response and feedback has been very positive. I've uh, actually used them myself. I thought to myself, oh gosh, if I'm, you know, the Innova face of dispatch, I should give them a try. So I've got two little boys, a three-year-old, and at the time, I think my baby was maybe six or seven months old. And so, you know, I gave them a try and the folks that showed up, actually two of them used to work for me when I was the director of the ER. So it was great to see some familiar faces. So like Dr. Guyby said, the providers have been top-notch. And the convenience for young families, as well as, again, anybody where you're not the only person responsible for yourself and the care, you really can't beat that from a retail medicine perspective. We had the option to go to the pediatrician same day. We could have gone to a minute clinic. And instead, my son now says, when is the blue doctor coming? Because the cars are Anova branded and they're light blue. So from the patient perspective in the Northern Virginia market here, we have a net promoter score of over 96 So we've had some great feedback from our customers, both the direct referrals as well as the self-referrals. And really, we're trying to build a co-brand in this. And it's been a great, successful partnership so far. And again, it's several things also that Sarah mentioned and Dr. Guyby mentioned. It's convenience, not only for the patient, but also for their caretakers. It is high quality and it's really wraparound services. So whether it's additional services that the health system needs dispatch to provide, or whether it's additional services that the patient needs that dispatch can refer back in for specialty care, we're able to really serve all of the different pockets in our community. And as Dr. Guyby alluded to in Northern Virginia, the market's very unique. We have pockets of almost hidden extreme poverty within very wealthy zip codes. We have varying income levels, varying education levels, and varying distances and social determinants of health from our health system. We want to be very specific that we have targeted outreach and specific options and follow-up for any of our underserved communities. And Dispatch is a way to partner with that piece, as well as the current safety nets that we have within our health system. 
That's great. Sarah, you had referenced the net promoter score early on as it relates to Dispatch Health, but is there any further commentary that you want to provide here with regards to what you're hearing across the country that patients are saying and experiencing with your solution and services? Well, first of all, we're so thrilled that the patients in the Innova market are so happy. And I will say that that is representative of what we hear across all of our markets. And our response rate for the patient surveys is over 75%. So we are getting feedback on a regular daily basis from the majority of our patients. And I'll just add one thing. When we started offering the hospital-level care at home, our providers started noticing that unprompted, the patients at some point or the family member at some point would say, I love you guys. And so we started actually having an I love you score and we just keep a tally of it. And we find that 75% of the time, unprompted at some point in the hospital level care at home episode, one of the members of the family or the patient or multiple people tell us that they love us. I don't know how you can say it better than that. That is a phenomenal testimony. And also just to hear Michelle's story, her personal experience, you know, even as a clinician and leader there at ANOVA who has experienced it firsthand is a great story to hear. So thank you both for sharing that. So Dr. Gabby and Michelle, as you think about your care at home delivery model and your partnership with Dispatch Health, what are the future plans? How are you guys looking to scale this further? And any challenges that you're expecting to encounter along the way that you're anticipating? So certainly expansion is our biggest opportunity. We started during the Omicron surge over the winter. And so adoption of anything during that time was a little bit challenging. And obviously, we were trying to put out the biggest fires at the time with regard to patient acuity and also hospital overcrowding. So the next steps really that we are working with with dispatch are really integrating them into our primary care practice triage model. That's a big opportunity, as well as some of our specialist triage models. If we think about things like congestive heart failure and same-day diuresis, avoiding an ER visit for that, a potential overnight admission for that as well. So those are initiatives that we want to focus on in the coming months where we have time to really think through what is the most appropriate outreach strategy, rollout plans well-educate our providers and build that connectivity with the dispatch team and our primary care providers, as well as some of our community partners. We have a great community of affiliated and aligned practitioners, and we need to figure out the best way to engage them in this service, especially if it's a patient that's already wrapped into one of these dispatch programs. Yeah. And as Michelle talked about, the opportunity is going to be, as we continue to expand, we have such a large catchment area across all of the Nova healthcare system. So with natural growth, I think we'll be able to reach more patients. And it's going to be a strategic partnership with dispatch where it makes sense for them to be able to drive and have the patient encounters that they need as well. And their staff's not wasting a lot of time stuck in traffic as Michelle and I often do in Northern Virginia. And that's where we both move closer to the hospital. So I think that's there. But Michelle, you know, really pointed out one of the, the growth strategies will be Right now in the current state, a PCP sees a patient, they need an intervention that they can't give in the office, so let's send them to the ER. Versus now they have another tool in the toolkit, which is, hey, you know what? Why don't we have dispatch come to your house and deliver the intervention and they can have a closed loop communication with us and that's a win-win. 
And secondly, as we look from the ER and as people get more and more comfortable with dispatch, it'll be what are other diagnoses that we can partner with? Is there a way to standardize protocols and standardize care and have dispatch as part of that standardized pathway? For example, you know, we're looking at atrial fibrillation right now. A lot of these atrial fibrillations with rapid ventricular rates often will get admitted overnight for observation. But is there a care pathway that we can have and then have somebody like dispatch help check up on them the next day if they're not able to get into cardiology? So as the medical access issues continue, this is a great way to get somebody follow up within 24 hours. And this is where we can partner with our specialists and saying, look, if you can see them in three days, how about if we had a partner like dispatch help check in on them in between and then get them to you? Would that be reasonable? And so far, the specialists have been receptive to that. That's great. Dr. Gabi, I was going to specifically ask you as a follow-up to that. Have you had any reluctance or resistance from providers from a buy-in perspective on the adoption of this type of care model? The interesting thing is providers in general, very bright people, but sometimes they want to make sure that their patients are getting the high quality care. So some of this is just more getting familiar, getting some feedback, making sure that their patients are pretty happy. And then once that happens, there's a comfort level. The analogy I guess I would use is if you're an internal medicine, primary care doctor, a family practice doctor, and you have a new specialist in town who says, send me your referrals, you want to make sure that they're getting good care. And you want that feedback loop to come back from the patient saying, yeah, you know, they got me in pretty quick and they provided good care. I was pretty happy. So I think that's what we're seeing with this. And I'm confident that as we continue to expand and people become more comfortable and familiar, they'll be continued to see as a great additional resource or an extra tool in the toolkit of us providing and fulfilling our mission. Terrific. Well, Sarah, I'm going to go back over to you and one final question for you as it relates to the dispatch's evolution. You guys have had tremendous momentum, it sounds like, so far. And I'm sure there's a lot on your roadmap. So talk a little bit about what's next in the market. What's next on the horizon for Dispatch Health? Sure. So I think if you look out on the horizon today, I think we are treating or can treat about 25% of inpatient medical conditions. And what some of the studies are showing is that that facility-based care that could transition and be treated in the home is actually closer to 40%. And the reason that we believe it will transition is exactly what Dr. Gavi was just saying. If you think about what health systems are facing, there's a labor shortage. They have length of stay issues. There are readmission issues. And the patients themselves, given this ongoing pandemic, are hesitant to come in to facilities sometimes for their services. So what we're working on now is a lot of that transitional care and really helping the patients as they're transitioning from the hospital or from the ED, understand their care plans, make sure that they have the right medications, look at their home environment and the social determinants and intervene or recommend changes so that the patient can safely recover in the home and not have to go unnecessarily back into the hospital. That helps the patient, it helps the payer, and it helps the health system so that they can see other patients that are in need of care in their communities. So really working with our partners on all the areas of that longitudinal care that makes sense for us to be able to treat in the home in partnership with them. And one example of that I'll give you as well is we recently partnered with the American College of Cardiology. If you think about the ability to really standardize and put best practices in place around care pathways for cardiologic care in the home, we're starting with CHF. 
but the use cases around oncology, cardiology, home infusions, those services that can deliver better outcomes for patients in the home and can enable the hospital systems to focus on the highest, highest of acuities within their facilities, we're just scratching the surface there. There's so much opportunity. Together with partners like Inova, who are really innovative around this care, looking with them at their roadmap and all of our other partners and really trying to plug in where they need us and where the patient experience would benefit the most, that's what we're focused on. I think that's super exciting, very exciting in terms of thinking about the progression and the expansion into other service areas, service lines and patient populations who very much need time at home, right, versus spending all of their time traveling to medical appointments. So I think that's fantastic. So thank you for sharing that. So Dr. Guyby and Michelle, any final comments that you would like to share with our listeners today? So the take-home message here, our closing thoughts here would be that healthcare is continually evolving and we're all going to have to figure out solutions on how to meet the patient where they are and continue to create capacity, especially in a world where over the next several years, there's going to be a nursing shortage nationally. And the way this can help is if you can have a care delivery model at home that keeps them out of the ER or potentially gets them home earlier from the hospital, it can solve potentially for healthcare systems a lot of capacity issues as well. So I think Dispatch Health's been great. I think they're going to have to continue to evolve. We're going to have to continue to evolve. And I think these strategic partnerships across the country with healthcare systems thinking outside of the box and potentially using partners who have established that they can do it and have credibility are going to be important and paramount to continue to deliver great healthcare and solve some of the fallout from the great resignation together. Yeah, what we do know is Patients want experiences that are much like the retail experiences that we have in our own lives. They want almost instant. They want transparent. They want reliable. They want repeatable experiences. And so we as a health system, as we move to those expectations and to meet those expectations, it does no good for anyone in the healthcare industry to think about how do we fight the disruptors? And we are partnering with disruptors. We are trying to be innovators and trying to meet the unique needs of every patient we're privileged to serve in our community. And so what does that look like? The right time, the right care for the right patient, matching those resources. And Dispatch is a great tool in our toolbox as we think about all of the ways that we're able to connect with our community and provide the services that they need. Again, the right patient, the right time, the right services and have that connectivity. The other partnership advantage that we are able to leverage is using this as a strategic partnership for brand awareness, market share, referrals into our network and thinking about where we are trying to grow services in different areas of our community and really marketing the dispatch partnership and the consumer direct-to-dispatch partnership. You know, it's, again, great brand awareness to have that blue car on the road with the Innova logo. Just gives people another reminder that we are here in their community at every touch and with every time that they need us. And Dispatch has been a great partner for helping us to meet that need with our patients in our community. Well said. I love the philosophy, Sarah, that both you and Dr. Guyby espouse here and how you are looking to partner with others in the ecosystem and, and not necessarily viewing it as a disruption, right? It's an additive component of what a partnership can bring for your community and for your patients. And I think that's just fantastic. There's plenty of problems to be solved and we need more than just traditional healthcare players working to solve those. And we need companies like Dispatch in the mix helping to take care further and to offer a unique patient experience. Experience. So I'm so glad you guys have found each other. And I think you're making a difference in your community and really appreciate the three of you joining us on the podcast today. And as always, thanks to our listeners for joining us on this episode of the Venture Sprout Podcast.
Please join us for more Venture Sprout podcasts in the future. And if you have any questions about member-backed ventures, our contact email is in the resource section of our podcast page. I'm Crystal Mollis, and we'll catch you next time.